We're going to continue now in our time of worship by opening up the Word of God. And this is going to be an opportunity for us to give God thanks, to reflect, and to move forward as we close out 2020 and we enter into 2021. We give God praise, as strange as it may sound, for 2020, even with all of its extreme challenges and its deep grief, which we acknowledge we also are strengthened by joy because what has sustained us is God's faithfulness, his faithfulness that is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So this is going to be an opportunity this morning to simply cast those burdens and place them before God, give them to him, let go, let him take over, experience that renewed life, experience that lightness of being able to let go and press on as we enter into 2021. Today's scripture reading is from the book of 1 John, chapter 3, verses 16 to 20. So you can read out loud or you can hear God's word read aloud this morning. In uh, 1 John, chapter 3, verses 16 to 20. Let's hear now with open ears and open hearts from the book that we love, 1 John chapter 3, beginning at verse 16. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. This is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence. If our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray together. O oh Lord, living Lord, patient Lord, gracious Lord, we come to you this morning at the end of this year, finishing one race, getting ready for a new race, Lord. We come to you honest and open we come to you just as we are, knowing that you receive us just as we are. And we pray, Lord, that this morning that you would begin to do a new work in us. Shape us more and more into your image, into your new creation, Lord. Rid us of ourselves. Rid us of our stubbornness. Rid us of our anger. Rid us of anything that we refuse to let go of, Lord, and fill us more with you. As we prepare, Lord, to hear your word, we adore your holy name, O oh God. We acknowledge your presence with us here and now. We believe, Lord, that you are doing a work, a work in ways that we can see and in a ways that maybe we don't immediately see, Lord. You are at work, and for that we're grateful, O oh God. The year is over but you are not done yet. 
Today, Lord, we confess our complete dependence on you. We pray and we cry out to you and we share, Lord, hear us, God, as we invoke our deepest needs, our deepest petitions before your throne, before your feet this morning, God. Our complete trust, our security, it all comes from you, from your presence, from your power, from your promises, and above all, from your grace and your faithfulness. Be glorified, O God, through this time of worship today, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Well, we're at that annual ritual once again. End of one year and beginning of a new year. Really inviting us into this rhythm that reminds us at this time of the year that the old has gone and the new has come. That it's the closing of one chapter and the beginning of another chapter. We're at the end of 2020. A year that perhaps to many felt it would never end. A year that was just 12 months, but for many perhaps felt like 12 years. But yet, here we are. And we continue to press on and move forward. And although we are aware that on January 1st, 2021, things aren't just going to suddenly disappear, some of the challenges, some of the angst, some of the pandemic, some of the sufferings, all of that, it's not just going to suddenly change, but we take this moment to commemorate that one chapter is closing and a new chapter is beginning. One race is done and a new race is beginning. And yeah, it seems like almost a lifetime ago what January 2020 was like. Things that have just not been a part of this new normal were normal a year ago, but wouldn't be normal today. Countless examples that we can think of from public gatherings to things being opened to hospital capacity, all of those things none of us could have imagined a year ago, but yet here we are, and we're called to follow Jesus from here in this reality as it is, not as we wish it were or as we want to manipulate it to be, but this is where we are, and here and now, this is where God meets us. In the midst of the darkness, the challenging, the uncertainty, we are here today remembering God's faithfulness, remembering that we are never, ever alone. Even when we may feel it, even when we may think it, those feelings, those thoughts cannot compare to the reality that God is with us and for us. He goes ahead of us to guide us, behind us, to protect us, alongside us, to accompany us. We are all on a journey, and 2020, again, perhaps has felt like a lifetime to so many, but each one of us is on this journey. And the good news is that Jesus meets us right where we are on this journey. Whether some of us are feeling encouraged or discouraged, whether some of us are feeling strong at the end of the year or weaker during the end of the year, However it is we find ourselves, Jesus meets us. He meets us right where we are, and He takes us where we need 
to B, from point A to point B, from closing one chapter to beginning another chapter. From this season, what 2020 has held for you, to a new season in 2021. From one level to the next level. And yeah, it's been quite a year. I don't think that any of us could have made this up. That's why reality is stranger than fiction sometimes. And when I was younger, I remember I, I used to uh, watch this TV show in the early 90s that tried to predict on how things would be in the year 2000. Because the year 2000 seemed like it would be in so many years and it looked like there would be, you know, futuristic, robotic type of society everywhere. And we got some of that, but not all of that. And, uh, but the bottom line is that 2020 was not what we expected, or at least not what I expected. When I think about how to describe 2020, I really describe it in just two words. 2020 has been a year of grief and a year of grace. A year of grief and a year of grace. And when I think about the grace of God showing up in unexpected ways in 2020, I'm grateful. I'm grateful to see how God has continued to be a source of strength, a source of stability, a source of comfort, true comfort, in very uncomfortable and uncertain times. Together as a church community, we've made the shift to online worship for most of 2020. If you would have asked me about that at the beginning of 2020, I wouldn't have even been able to imagine that as a reality. But yet, here we are, and this is where God meets us. I wouldn't have believed a lot of things if someone were to tell me what 2020 was going to be like. Yet we continue on this journey as a church community, but also individually. Because we've been through a lot as a church. You've been through a lot as a family, as a community as well. But that's part of what it means to follow God, to follow Jesus. It means that we're all on a journey. In this passage that we read earlier from the Apostle John in the book of 1 John chapter 3, beginning at verse 16, we're reminded, and here the Apostle John reminds us, that we're all on a pathway. This pathway is really what's called discipleship. Our discipleship is our journey with Jesus. And the invitation from the Scriptures, especially as we close out this year and enter into a new year, is that we would follow Jesus to the next level. Jesus takes us on a journey from death to life, from what was to what is to come. But what the Apostle John here in this passage insists on is if that we is, is really reminding us of this. If we are disciples, if we are God's people, that means that, you know, we are people that place our faith, our functional trust in Jesus. If that is who we claim to be, then what the Apostle John is saying here in this passage is that if that's our claim, then the authentic love of God will grow deeper in us. And it will begin to show in our character, in our words, and in our actions. 
our discipleship going to the next level means that we're going to go beyond nice words, beyond nice habits, beyond nice religious language and customs, but the love of God, the Spirit of God, will begin to show and grow deeper. It will bear fruit in our lives through our character, our words, and our actions. As followers of Jesus Christ, you and I, we are reflectors. We're reflectors and image bearers of Jesus, of that authentic love, that authentic love that reminds us that Jesus laid his life down for us and we are to lay down our lives for others. That's what authentic love looks like. That's what next level discipleship looks like. It's not just a word, it's not just a song, it's not just a feeling. It's actually laying down our lives as Jesus laid down his life for us. Sacrifice, trust, being on this journey together. You and I, as reflectors of Jesus, as followers of Jesus, we are actually the primary proof of God's love for this world, especially in a time of grief, especially in this unexpected year. You and I can continue to shine a light, to point to God's grace. This next level discipleship that is displayed through an authentic and real and genuine love, it's expressed Again, not just through some kind of, of custom, but authentic love is expressed through laying down of our lives for others. That is the main marker. That is the main fruit of our new life with Jesus, of going to this next level with Jesus. That's the true marker of how we go from here to there, how we cross over from death to life, how we let go of the old and enter into the new creation. And in turn, that's how we invite others to make that same journey. From death to life. We are reflectors and fruit bearers of Jesus, of God's love, in our words, our thoughts, and our actions. We're reminded of this in, in this passage that we read in 1 John chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, it says this, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and our sisters. That's how it looks. Authentic love and next level discipleship, it means that we are willing to trust God in a way that is lived out, in a way that is tangible, in a way that can be seen, can be felt, can be experienced, can be touched, can, can be felt in so many ways. Following God into this next level in expressing this authentic love of God, it's not just a theory, but it's actually a practice. It's something very practical because authentic love is to be expressed in real actions with our lives, with our words. Authentic love is meant to be real and physical and actual, not just a theory, not just a song, not just a word, not just something that sounds nice, not just a nice religious custom or practice, 
but next-level discipleship expressed through authentic love means that we are willing to lay down our lives. And that can look a number of different ways. We can lay down our time for the sake of someone else. Part of laying down our lives is part of what next-level discipleship will look like here at Imago Church, that we are giving of our time, of our energy, of our talents, of our treasures, of our resources. All of that is meant to be given away our things for the sake of someone else, of something else, of something much bigger. We are called to give away, to be generous with our best thoughts and best selves for God and for others. In fact, the example of Jesus laying down his life for us, that is our model for living. That is who we're called to be. I love how in the Scriptures we're not just given a set list of to-do lists of things we should do, but we're giving, we're given a model of how to be in Jesus Christ. Yet in our culture, sometimes to be asked for a small thing can be turned into a big thing, and then a big thing can be viewed as a small thing, and there can be all kinds of, of conversations and debates, some of them helpful, some of them unhelpful, that can come from that. In 2019, some of the examples I would have given of big things that can be made small things and small things that are made into big things, I would have given examples like waiting in line or internet service or airline service. All of that stuff seemed like a really big deal. And now this year, the, all the conversations have really been around, again, things that can be done um, that we sometimes make a big deal about but can be laying down our lives. Things like staying home, wearing a face covering, and distancing. All of those things are ways that we can lay down our lives for the sake of others, for the sake of greater witness. But sometimes we can make a big deal out of a small thing and a small thing out of a big deal. But what we're being reminded of here, in whatever form it takes, is the reality that laying down of our lives, that is the big thing. That is next level of our love. and of, of, That is the next level expression of our love for God and of following Jesus. That's, the, that's the, the next stage. That's the new chapter that's going toward the new creation that Jesus is inviting us into. But yet we can turn that big thing that Jesus is trying to point us to and we can make it into a small thing. Then we can make all these other little things into the big thing that we spend our time, our energy, and our resources on. In this life and in this new year to come, there are going to be different paths that we can take on this journey. One of those paths is what I like to call the ism journey or the self-destruction journey. I-S-M, ism, the I-self-me path. When it's all about I, myself, and me, that pathway will lead to death. That's a pathway that says, no, I'm not going to be generous. I'm going to be stingy. I'm not going to give away of my life, of my time, of my energy, of my resources. I'm going to hoard my time, hoard my possessions, and hoard my finances and resources. That's the way that's going to lead to death. 
Yet the way of life and next-level living as disciples of Jesus, that's a call for an unexpected uh, willingness to live sacrificial lives, to lay down of our lives for the sake of others, just as Jesus did for us. When we do that, when we follow Jesus into that next level and we lay down of our lives just as he did, our love becomes evidence to a love-starved world. Right now, the world is pretty starved and hungry for good news. Laying down of our lives, following Jesus into the next level, into this new chapter, new season, this is not just an additional church activity or an additional church program, but laying down of our lives for the sake of others is central to our identity as followers of Jesus Christ. In fact, that's the primary marker. That's how we should taste. That's how we should be people that lay down their lives for the sake of others. Because we follow someone who laid down his life for our sake. In 2020, we continue into this, this new decade. It, it didn't really start like the way many of us would have wanted to. Who knows what 2021 is to come. But we trust in a living God and a living hope. And my prayer is that in 2021, may we be known as people who show up to love and serve. Just as Jesus has showed up to love and serve us. What does this mean? To be the kind of Jesus people, it's in our DNA, the kind of people who joyfully do hard things and go to hard places and do uncomfortable things, not because we're so charitable, but because we are laying down our lives for others just as Jesus laid down his life for us. That's the next level that Jesus is inviting us into. It's a journey from the head to the heart going beyond just nice religious knowledge or even uh, um, truth as information and really making that journey from the head to the heart so that the truth would be a living truth, that we would live it out, that we would be people who reflect Jesus Christ, who grow into maturity and express that in our lives, words, and actions, and most concretely through laying down of our lives of our time, treasure, talents for the sake of the kingdom of God, for the sake of others who are in need of good news. Yet, we don't always live that out as Christians sometimes, do we? In preparing this sermon, um, I've mentioned this before, but I've done some reading on the history of missions and whatnot, and uh, one missionary that was very um, impacting in the 20th century was a missionary by the name of E. Stanley Jones. And he was very impacting because he actually had a deep friendship with uh, Gandhi. Some of you know Gandhi from the, the history books. Um, again, someone that, that did a lot of uh, good and positive change in India. He was human, had some, some flaws as well. But E. Stanley Jones and Gandhi had this friendship. And um, this was during the early 20th century. Um, where when the British used to colonize India before independence, 
And there was this conversation between East Stanley Jones and Gandhi when the missionary, East Stanley Jones, he actually met with Gandhi and he asked him, Mr. Gandhi, though you quote the words of Christ often, why is it that you appear to so adamantly reject becoming his follower? Gandhi replied and said, Oh, I don't reject Jesus Christ. I love Christ. It's just that so many of you Christians are so unlike Christ. Gandhi goes on, If Christians would really live according to the teachings of Jesus Christ as found in the Bible, then perhaps all of India would be Christian today, he added. It's humbling. It's humbling to hear something like that. And I know that there are going to be two different temptations, especially when we hear some hard truths like that. And I've seen people do this throughout the year 2020. When we're confronted with hard truths, we can either do one of two things. We can either just dive into guilt and self-loathing, or we can ignore it and downplay it and pretend like that's not true. But I think that the gospel, going to this next level with Jesus, really invites us to go beyond those two options of just guilt or ignoring and downplaying. Instead, the God that we worship is a God of the living, the God of the here and now, the God of eternity. So the best thing we can do when we encounter hard truths, even like the one that we did with this example or the many that we've heard in 2020, the best thing that we can do is name it, acknowledge it. If there's a, a shortcoming in any of us, we can admit that, we can confess that. In fact, that is when uh, this um, Christian leader by the name of Martin Luther over 500 years ago, when he was asked before, what is the key to be a mature follower of Jesus? His response is, the mature follower of Jesus is someone who confesses and repents often. Confess and repent often. Acknowledge reality. Let's acknowledge the truth rather than try to downplay it or try to be in shame about it. Let's acknowledge the truth, and I've been in this boat too as well, that sometimes not practicing what we preach has been a part of our story. But the call that we have is to abide in Jesus Christ. When we abide in Jesus Christ, that's a reminder that our story does not begin or end with just us. But we have a bigger story. My story does not begin or end with just me. So that means that our shortcomings, our mess-ups, that is not the whole story. Because we hold on to Jesus. We hold on to the promise keeper. We hold on to his presence and his power that is with us no matter what. Over this month of December, we got to see different examples in the scriptures in the book of Isaiah, but then we saw in the Gospels as well the example of Mary and Joseph, two ordinary people that held on to God's promises, and we were able to see God do something extraordinary through ordinary ways, through ordinary people, through ordinary circumstances. We can still see how the love of God can show up 
in unexpected ways. God can use you and I to love others through us. In fact, the way that the love of God is expressed is through the people of God. I remember several years ago, for me, probably 12, 13 years ago, I was in a season of life that was really hard. I didn't have any stable income. And I was younger, I wasn't married, didn't have children at the time. And in fact, I was in one of those times of life where I didn't even have enough to cover bills or cover rent or cover gas or groceries. Some of us have experienced that year, and we grieve with those who grieve. And I'm so grateful for the generosity of this church that we've had the opportunity to serve many in our congregation that have been in need, and many and others in the community as well that have been in need during 2020, especially with some basic needs like like coats, like blood, like food. I'm so grateful that we've been able to be the hands and feet in the ways that we could in 2020. But anyway, I was in this challenging time several years ago, and I remember there was uh, just a, time, the, a season where I didn't know who to turn to or what to do. But I got to experience the love of God through others. I remember um, one particular uh, church family, a couple, and it was while I was serving uh, this church and uh, getting started over in Oakland, and it was a, a couple from that church who saw the need that I was in at the time. And uh, again, wasn't married, didn't have children at the time. It was just me, but as a, as a young guy in my 20s, staying at a friend's couch. And um, this couple, actually, Mark and Belinda Banstra, they, they just came to me and they, they told me, they asked me to do something that I, I didn't expect, but they simply asked me to write down a list of my needs, my basic needs like um, food, rent, gasoline, and um, any other basic needs that I had. And they simply told me that they were going to cover my expenses until I got back on my feet. Groceries, rent, gas, and it was something that was completely unexpected. But one thing that I am so grateful for is today I can testify that God loved me through them. That's what God does. He loves us through people. God can love people around us through us when we lay down our lives for them as Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. This is real. This is actual. These are real life examples and expressions of the people of God laying their lives down. God is able to love people through us. Even in this year that has seemed pretty bleak, pretty dark in so many ways, remember this. God is able to love people through us. God is able to love you through others. The greatest proof of the reality of God is really that, our willingness and our ability to lay down our lives for the sake of others, just as Christ laid down his life for us. I've found that in most cases, the unconvinced person must be first inspired by God's people before he or she is inspired by the Bible or any other teaching. 
You know, I think of a friend of mine, uh, a pastoral mentor, who shared with me a conversation that he had with someone that was unconvinced yet of the gospel or perhaps not yet moved or interested toward the gospel. And they said something very amazing, I thought, and it got me really thinking through this. But this person said, if you are a Christian and you do not care about the suffering that others have experienced in 2020, then I never, ever want to hear you talk to me about God. Wow. This person, who is not even a church person, but somehow made a correlation, made a connection that God's love is expressed through God's people. How can we, in this new year, continue to be the channel of love, to be the way that God loves the world through us. May we be able to experience the love of God through others. May we be able to extend the love of God through our lives. In fact, this is the greatest mission that we can be invited into, this mission, this call to live like Jesus did to give of our lives, to lay down of our lives to something greater, to someone greater, to God's kingdom. And we can do that together here at Imago Church. For most of us, it's not going to be going across the ocean into a foreign land, but what it's going to be to get to this next level of following Jesus is to, is to live that out here and now, right where we are with the people around us, with our neighbors, with our church, with this context here and now, giving of ourselves here and now. It all really matters. Giving of ourselves and being present with our family, with our church family, with the responsibilities around us in our neighborhoods as well. In fact, this week, I'm very grateful for uh, Charlotte, my wife, who just thought about that. This is not natural to me, but this was her thinking. said, hey, you know what? We can extend a little love, a little gesture to our neighbors in our neighborhood by just writing a note and leaving a box of cookies there to them. And these are neighbors that some of them know that we're, we're pastors of the church. Others we don't have as close of a relationship with, but I think they're aware. But we want to be able to extend the love of God to them. And so this past week, Charlotte and the boys went around just leaving Christmas notes and cookies in the front doors of our next-door neighbors. Even though right now, typically, we'd go over and have a bit more of an interaction time, but with all the social distancing, this was a way to continue to show the love of God to others in unexpected ways. How about for you? What can be a creative way that you can be used as a channel to extend the love of God to others as 2020 ends and as 2021 begins? In 2021, as we hold on to Christ and to each other, all of us are going to the next level together at Imago Church. We press on, we keep going, and we are not giving up. The book of Galatians chapter 6 verse 9 reminds us to not grow weary of doing good, for we will bear a harvest 
if we do not give up. Friends, brothers, sisters, do not give up. Keep going. We're going to keep going together. We're going to the next chapter, the next level, together as a church community in discipleship, in leadership. We're praying for breakthroughs, for new, new realities in 2021 to, to make some advancement here with the, with the public health, with the pandemic situation, to also continue to press on and praying that God would take us to the next level in facilities and finances, that we would all grow in generosity to build up God's kingdom here at Imago Church. We need us all. We need you to do your part. We each need to do our part to build up God's kingdom here at Imago with our lives, words, and actions, with our time, our treasures, and our talents. Being generous as God has been generous with us. Giving intentionally, generously, honestly, and faithfully. We're asking God to take us to the next level in mission with being people who influence and invite others to be a part of God's family here at Imago Church or other ways that we can be of love and service to them. That's all part of laying down our lives. All of that matters. It really, really does. In this season of shutdowns and lockdowns, one thing that I've missed the most, to be honest, is being able to just go to museums. We had a a couple of um, memberships to some museums in 2020, and I don't think we even got to use them at all. Not sure if we'll get reimbursed. But one of the plans that we had was to go as a family up to the Monterey Bay Aquarium, but it's been closed most of the year. I remember a few years ago, before we had children, we went there, and there was this exhibit that I really, really loved. It deeply impacted me. And it was an exhibit that had the words of one of my favorite writers from, from the 20th century, William James. He, he wrote the following in this exhibit. It was just wide right in front of me. It said, act as if what you do matters. It does. As we close out 2020, as we enter into 2021, may we remember to act and live as if what we do matters. Because it does. This is an invitation from God that we give to the world. (laughs) This is an invitation that we give to others. The same one that God has given to us to new life, to go to the next level, to go from old creation into new creation, from old selves into new selves on this journey with Jesus, on this journey from death to life, from old to new. The old is gone and the new has come. We give evidence of crossing over from the old to the new creation from death to life we give evidence to this by how we lay down our lives just as jesus christ laid down his life for us in a few days it's going to be thursday december 31st 2020 and it's uh, the end of 2020 and i have to be honest there are mixed feelings for me and maybe there are mixed feelings for you as well The mixed emotions and expressions that I could think of as we close out 2020 are the words goodbye, good luck, and good riddance that 2020 will now be behind us. 
but the journey will continue. And we're going to keep going on this journey with Jesus, on this journey together, on this journey to the next level with Christ at the center and community around us. We're not going to stop. We're going to keep pressing on. We're going to keep moving forward in this journey because Jesus is the faithful one that laid down his life for us as he took up his cross. He kept going. He did not give up. And since Jesus kept going, we keep going. We keep going. We carry our crosses. We do not give up. We do not lose hope. In 2020, many promises were made at the beginning of the year, right? Many resolutions, and we're probably going to do the same as we enter into 2021 we're going to have our own resolutions, our own promises to try to keep. But there are two promises from God that I want us all to hold on to as we close out one year and begin a new year. The first is this promise that we're reminded of in the book of Deuteronomy. It's the promise that God will never leave you or forsake you. He is with you. He is with us. The other promise of God that I want us to hold on to in 2021 comes from the book of Habakkuk, chapter 1, verse 5. And it reminds us of this. Look at the nations and watch and be utterly amazed. For I am going to do something in your days that you would not believe even if you were told. God is at work. He is doing something in our days that we would not believe even if we were told. My hope is that we would grow in deeper faith as we follow Jesus into the next level in 2021. Into the next level as a church, into the next level as individuals, into the next level in our journey with him. In a few days, it's going to be midnight. The clock will turn. It will no longer be 2020. It will now be 2021. And there are going to be many resolutions, just like there are every single year. My encouragement, my prayer to all of us is, yes, let's, let's have our resolutions, but may those be secondary to the one call, to the command, to the promise that we have from God. And in 2021, this is God's call. This is God's command. We read about it here in this passage in 1 John chapter 3, verse 23. You can see the scripture up in your screen. 1 John chapter 3, verse 23. It says this, And this is his command. This is his will. This is his call for you, friend, brother, sister, in 2021. This is his command to believe in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he has commanded us. That's the promise, that's the call. To believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he has commanded us. Together, 
as one church family. May we step into 2021 with peace, with boldness, with courage, trusting that Jesus will take us to the next level. Let's pray. God, we thank you that the journey of going to the next level, of going from old creation to new creation, Lord, that's going to feel a lot of times like moving from, from death to life. And Lord, um, you're here for us and you meet us just as we are, Lord. And we pray that you would forgive us for the things we've done or left undone in 2020. Help us, Lord, to take that next step in 2021, to place our full faith, our full trust, our full confidence, our full surrender in you. Holy Spirit, you are the great counselor. You are doing a great work in us. Thank you, Lord, as strange as it may sound, but thank you for 2020. We say that with both grief and with gratitude. And we look forward to 2021, trusting in your great faithfulness, Lord, because great is thy faithfulness to carry on with someone like me, with people like us, Lord. May we enter into this new year holding on to your mercies, Lord. Continue to fill our hearts with more of you. Continue to make us Jesus' people created in your image. We pray all this in the faithful name of Jesus. Amen.